0: You're listening to The Creator Life That Is Beautiful Podcast. I'm your host, Letitia Ringe, and this is episode number 39.
1: From the victim perception, which is, oh, she's, you know, disrespecting me, which I say may, by, may well be the case, um, you handing all your power over to her. She is the one that is responsible for everything, right? So you can't do anything about it. But when you start seeing her as an extension of you, the question would be rather, how am I disrespecting myself through her?
0: Welcome to The Creator Life That Is Beautiful podcast. I am your host, Letitia Ringe, and this podcast is designed to inspire, empower, and support you on the journey of uncovering your truth and purpose in the world. So thank you so much for joining me. As always, whether you're a new listener or whether you've been a longtime listener, All are welcome and I'm so grateful and appreciative to have you here taking action to move towards living in alignment with your beautiful purpose. This is what it's all about my friends, this is what it's all about and today I'm so excited because I'm sharing with you such an inspiring and thought-provoking conversation that is really going to help you get your head around why perception is everything and how to make the un conscious conscious so that you are able to shift your perception. So let me just dive in and let you know who we're speaking to. So today I'm talking to my friend, the beautiful Danny Reeve. Her name is Danielle Reeve, also known as Dani Reeve, and she is a bio neuro emotion practitioner. Now, Danny will explain to you in this episode exactly what that is, but basically there are so many similarities we have discovered. Danny is one of my good friends here in London. I met her through the Jess Lively community. She's also a Flow With Intention member like me, and we have the most amazing chats. And we've discovered so many similarities between Theta healing and bio neuro emotion, and we've wanted to use this space today, the podcast, to share one of our pretty regular conversations, but with a little bit more focus to explain to you what b e even is, and how it can help you in changing unhealthy patterns showing up in your life. But also to dive into how our thoughts and emotions work, what is our unconscious, what is our conscious mind, how our manifestations work and how our thoughts and emotions affect those. And also, so helpfully... Danny has also taken my Embrace Your Feminine Essence course. So for anyone who's been interested in joining, you'll be able to get her take on exactly what it was like and how it benefited her and who she thinks this course is for. We will also be diving into purpose, what Dani's advice is for anyone discovering purpose and what purpose means to her. This is such an inspiring conversation. I mean, I had so much fun recording this and I'm so grateful for Danny coming on, because these are complicated topics. You will hear so much about the unconscious, about manifesting, about how our emotions affect our body, about how they affect our manifestations, about flow, about awareness, about how our family and the traumas that they've experienced can then impact our own life. And why a conscious shift in perception allows us to create new beliefs and behaviors in our life that supports us in the way we most want. And what I love about bioneuroemotion is that it's looking at both the science and the metaphysical. And I like to see it as it's like an overview of all of these different streams, but working together. So I'm so excited for you to listen to this episode. It is a long one, but we were so in the flow. We kept going because I just think this is going to be so helpful for all of you listening. And it was just so much fun to record. So, I want to thank Danny again for coming on and sharing this conversation with me. I'm so excited for you to learn more. Particularly about Danny's own journey to studying bio-neuro emotion, how she ended up there. Danny was someone who did suffer from a depression quite badly, and bio-neuro emotion helped her to overcome that. So she'll be sharing exactly how that happened in this episode. I also want to let you know that if you do stick around right to the end in the outro of this episode, I'll be sharing a special offer that Danny is offering to create a life that is beautiful, listeners for the month of November to work with her. She'll also be sharing at the end of the episode how you too can study bioneuroemotion if that is something that you are interested in doing. Before we dive into the episode, I just want to also let you know that I have been very excitedly working on a new project This is all to do with finding purpose. You're going to hear more about it. So I want you to, if this is something that you're really serious about delving into more in your own life, if you're someone that really wants to make a difference, you really want to be living in alignment with your purpose, you want to live a life that's fulfilled, you know you've got something that you're here to do, we all do, P.S., and you want some support in helping you show up for that purpose and discover what it is, please join us over on my newsletter list at latisharange.com forward slash community. I'm going to have some really helpful resources shared there, as well as the details of my next project that I'm working on that you're going to find super, super helpful. So once again, sign up for that newsletter at latisharange.com forward slash community. And if you're someone who is interested in learning how to tap into your feminine energy and integrate that with your masculine, and this includes concepts like creativity, intuition, flow, your menstrual cycle, trusting, receiving, all of these wonderfully juicy topics that we all know are so key to us really living a life that is full of ease, taking that path of least resistance and manifesting I invite you to check out my signature online course, Embrace Your Feminine Essence. When you sign up, you get immediate access to all of the course materials. And I am holding three live group coaching calls that you will also have the option to ask me questions and and also to learn because I'm going to be sharing about three other subjects that are going to be so cool, so thought provoking and so helpful for you. And this is happening this year. The first coaching call is going to be happening next week week. I'm releasing the details this week, the date to have that set. So if you're wanting to join, embrace your feminine essence, I invite you to do that now because you will have access to all of that. And this time with me is going to be really, really valuable. So you can head over to LeticiaRinge.com forward slash E-Y-F-E, which stands for embrace your feminine essence. Okay. These are all my announcements for today. Without further ado, I want to dive into this episode and I'm so, so, so looking forward to hearing your takeaways. Enjoy, my beautiful friends. Hey, Danielle, welcome to the Create A Life That Is Beautiful podcast.
1: Hi, Letitia. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited about our conversation.
0: I am so excited about our conversation as well, so for you listening, Danielle, also known as Dani, is a good friend of mine, and she is also a member of Flow With Intention, for any of our flow listeners. And so I met Danielle at a Jess Lively meetup. We've been hanging out ever since. And Dani is also a BNE and e practitioner, which is a really, really interesting modality that she's going to talk about to us all about during this conversation. But to get started, I just want to do something a little bit fun before we dive into all of my questions I have for you to pick your brain, Danny. Yay! <laughs> so, I'll just they're just rapid fire, just say the first thing that comes to mind, and so okay. we can get a, get to know a little bit more about you. Okay. So, the first is what is your sun sign? My sun sign is Capricorn. It is. Yes. <laughs> I already know that. I'm a Capricorn too. <laughs> I had to think about that one. I was like, oh. <laughs> I know, it's confusing when you say sun sign. But yes, so okay, Capricorn. So all about yes. our strong foundation, the root chakra, I reckon. But anyway, we don't need to go into that. Favorite color? Red. Uh, and you know what's so interesting? The root chakra, the color is red.
1: Really, isn't
0: that amazing? Favorite crystal,
1: and at the moment, Ma.
0: Oh, what I don't know what what does it look like?
1: It's look, I have it. It's blue. It's oh. bluish, and I have a um, I have a bracelet. So it's, it's a, a light bracelet. blue. Yes, it is. Yeah, beautiful.
0: Yeah, that's gorgeous. So. For you listening, I'm just looking at the bracelet now.
1: <laughs> or, cool. it, flew, it flew into my existence through flow. <laughs> oh, of course it yes. did.
0: Love it. Okay, what is your favorite outer season?
1: My favorite outer season, I like them all, but I would say the first thing that came to mind was winter.
0: Mm, very interesting. Now, what about your favorite inner season? Same. Same. Oh, I love yes. that. Oh, I can't <laughs> wait to dive into that later. Okay, now your favorite aspect of feminine energy?
1: My favorite aspect, I would say flow,
0: intuition. Mm, yep. Okay, what about masculine energy?
1: I like, the first word that came to mind was go te- go-getter. Mm, okay. Could that yep. be an aspect?
0: Yeah. It, yes, I think... Uh, that's a part of action really you know bringing things to life okay what about your favorite ritual
1: you know I really like doing something that a friend of mine calls inspired walks Mm. that for me is a ritual it's just setting off and just letting your intuition guide you so not your rational mind but your intuition so say you see I don't know a color and that calls you, so you go there, and then the next turn you decide with your yeah with your feelings, basically.
0: And we did that one day in Hyde Park, I think. Yeah. We did. That was really fun. Oh, I love, love that. Inspired walks. Yeah. Okay, now you've also done Embrace Your Feminine Essence. So what was your favorite module?
1: The one on your period and mm. how it was so powerful and the mm. creation that came from it.
0: Okay, yeah, so all Definitely. about your, our cycles. Okay, Definitely. living as a cyclical being. All right, and then this one might throw you off a little bit, but just whatever first comes up. So what did you want to be when you were a kid, like when you were thinking about what did you want to be when you grow
1: up? What would the answer have been? Yeah, this is a really <laughs> funny one. I've got to go for the first thing that came to mind. I really liked our cleaning lady. And I wanted <laughs> to be a cleaning lady. <laughs> oh, I love it.
0: What, what, what was it about it?
1: Because she was so nice, she used to she used to like make my doll's bed and put so much attention into everything, mm. and I just really liked her. So I wanted to be a cleaning lady. Isn't
0: that <laughs> amazing the way that people who we just like influence us? Yes. Mm, that's fascinating. Well, yeah. oh, we could go in so many directions with that. But okay, <laughs> now let me ask my usual first question, which is just to tell us a little bit about who you are and what you're currently creating in the world today.
1: Yeah, so um, I'm Dani. Um, I was born in the UK, but then when I was two years old, my parents moved to France. So I grew up in the south of France, hence the accent. <laughs> <laughs> Um, my mother is Australian, so we have that in common. Yep.
0: Um,
1: <laughs> and my father is uh, part Swiss German, um, so we are family of, you know, travelers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I moved to the UK about two years ago um, after having lived in Barcelona for a long time. Mm. Um, and so, currently, as you said in the beginning, I'm a Bio neuro emotion practitioner, which is a method I am so passionate about. Um, I'm also a nerd and I love <laughs> reading and finding out about lots of stuff and sharing that with people. So I feel that's part of what I create as well. Um, and yeah, basically, I really strive to live a more conscious, coherent life. And through the things I do, I try to help others do the same. And that's really what I hope to create today Hmm,
0: I love that conscious and coherent I was just writing that down because I I love the way that you say that so and also I'm a nerd too so (laughs) (laughs) I feel you there Um, and so when did you move to Spain how long ago was that
1: so I moved to Spain in 2004
0: okay so you were there for over 10 years yes okay amazing I love all those influences you know all the different cultural influences on your life that would be so amazing that was something that I always wished growing up that I had that because I was always in Australia so whenever I meet someone who's had all of those you know very multicultural family I just think that is so cool (laughs) so there's so much to be learned and that's why I love Europe because you just there's so much so close to you so many different cultures and history um, all in a very easy distance and you just learn something every single place you go to.
1: Yeah, for sure. But also when you were saying that, something came to mind. You know how you were saying at the beginning that my chakra is a root chakra? Yeah. But on the other hand, I'm my family is all over the place. There's no real roots. Mm,
0: yes. So
1: So I thought that was quite interesting when you said that and yeah.
0: Yes. Well, what's interesting is the root chakra. When I think of it, I think of it as that's your center. That's like your foundation inside. So what's interesting is we, I think we put a lot of importance in where we live and being, and that being rooted, but isn't it interesting to think about how you can feel that sense of foundation and center no matter where you are, because it's really from inside.
1: Yes, I love that. Mm. And that is so true.
0: Mm. Yeah. Oh, cool. All right. So tell us, what is BNE?
1: Okay. So BNE, so the name is bio which is a complete mouthful, but it means, <laughs> uh, so it's biology, neuroscience, and emotion. Mm-hmm. And it's a beautiful method, which I love because it has basically had such an impact on my own life. Um, And it mainly works on perception um, by helping people bring their unconscious blocks to awareness right? Mm. Uh, through a series of methods. And it's a humanist method, above all. So it's a science and a philosophy, uh, no, a stance and a philosophy <laughs> so, mm-hmm. that um, that advocates the fact that people are responsible uh, for making themselves better or for, you know, helping themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, Humanist means a lot more things, but I think that is is one uh, in a nutshell what bio-neuroemotion would be about as okay. well.
0: So that's very empowering then. Uh- yes. Because it's putting the power in our hands to
1: change our life, I guess, our reality, the way we feel. Exactly. That's what it advocates, basically. It's not what happens to you that's important, but how you perceive it and what from that perception you do with that. So I think it's a little bit like the concept of acting rather than reacting. Mm. And you can do that when you have the right tools, right? Yeah,
0: and when you have the power.
1: Exactly, yes. Okay.
0: And so when you say that there's a, a number of different um, modalities that it looks at, what are they? So biology, neuroscience, and emotions, um, and then anything else?
1: Yes. So so the founder, I think I can go a little bit into the history of the yeah, founder go for because it. I think it's, it's, a, it's quite interesting to know. Um, he was an engineer, basically, so he comes from science, and when he was 40, he decided to study um, psychology. His name is Enric Corbera, and he's from Spain, okay. uh, next to Barcelona. And, um, and basically, he is another one of those nerds. <laughs> he loves <laughs> reading, and he's very interested in philosophy, science, uh, metaphysics. And so he designed a method that really draws on different disciplines whether they be scientific or philosophical or humanist. Mm. Um, So I can give you a couple of them. There's a lot, but you know the main ones. Um, So there would be, for example, obviously biology, looking at biology and epigenetics, looking on how your um, environment can shape your your biology. So we can go into that maybe a little bit later, deeper into that. psychoanalytics as well so mainly the school of uh Carl Jung and mm. uh, Freud looking yeah. at the how the unconscious mind works um and all those different aspects and then what else uh it also looks at how your family or your family tree can affect your life as well so mm. through something that's called psycho genealogy okay. um and it was also a term that was, I think it was brought about by Carl Jung as well, okay. and uh, and then further studied by other, other people, um, and yeah, it, it looks at how there have been studies, for example, showing how in one same family, you have an accident that repeats itself at the same date, generation after generation, and how that is also linked to the unconscious. So... That would be another branch. I think I've said. Them That's
0: fascinating. So, and what about quantum physics? Yes,
1: yes. Obviously, all that draws draws into quantum physics as well. Mm. Um, yes, and and authors and metaphysicists as well, such as Bruce Lipton, who's a who's a biologist, and then uh, Dr. Robert Lancer with you know consciousness and the study of consciousness okay. and quantum physics and all of that. Yeah, a lot of that. Yes.
0: And and what about the spiritual side, the metaphysical?
1: Yes. Well, that's a big part of it as well because um, Enric Corbera is also a teacher of A Course in Miracles, mm. which for the people who don't know, A Course in Miracles is a metaphysical text. It's a self-taught course. Um, and A Miracle, for example, is – a change in perception
0: mm.
1: and BNE works on changing perception so yes the one of the foundational pillars I'd say of BNE is A Course in Miracles for sure
0: yeah. Wow that's incredible and see this is why I love talking to you Danielle because you've just got so much knowledge in all of these diverse areas but this is the point like they're all they're all linked together in some way and it's so amazing when we can when we can look at these different disciplines as you said and and see how they all meet and that's what's so amazing at the moment that science and the metaphysical or the spiritual have now had all of these um, links being confirmed through things like quantum physics and uh, so it's just really exciting so it's not these two completely disparate um, and conflicting theories anymore. You know, it, 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 it is all supporting one another, which is really interesting. So interesting.
1: It is. And, 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 you know, we live in such a great period of time for that because that's what's happening. Science and the spiritual or the metaphysical is really merging together. And you said it really well. It's all about balance. And if mm. you look at nature, that's what it's about it's about balance. No, and balancing yeah. the science aspect and the other aspects that yeah. are less tangible maybe, right? And and how your body functions as well. Your mind, your body and your spirit, mm-hmm. they're all connected. And science is finding that out as well nowadays, yeah.
0: Yes, absolutely. And I'm just thinking, you know, this is what as well when people are talking, including myself, about masculine and feminine energy, it is all about balance. And it's all about we have, we are both you know we don't have to choose one or the other and to actually create and get things done in our life we have to have both and we're a part of nature aren't we
1: <laughs> exactly yes even though for a long long time a lot of a lot of us thought that we're above it but mm. we're not oh, right yes yes, yes we're all connected right. we're
0: part of this universe
1: exactly and that's a, a humbling thought but also it gives us so much more power than we think we have
0: yes yeah. yes absolutely so tell us about your story what led you to be and and i am going to say B&E because every time I say bio neuro emotion <laughs> I end up <laughs> saying something else
1: <laughs> <laughs> I totally understand you <laughs> um yeah so it yes my story and I think that is a really important part of why I studied BNE, Mm. because it just really has such an impact on me. Um, So I'm gonna go back, way back, because it started a long time ago. Um, I suffered from depression from a very young age, right? Um, And it's quite something that kind of always puzzled me because from the outside, I had a really nice life and everything was going really well. But inside, I just felt really sad, right? And I had this real crushing feeling inside. And when I was 19, I was at university again, having a great time from the outside. um, And I was put on antidepressants and diagnosed with depression. So I'm very lucky to have the family I have, who are very conscious about those things. And so, you know, antidepressants was never a long term solution. So I went to therapy, got off them, and it just really led me onto a path, which is a path that is continuing now, um, where I just had to look for answers. I just wanted to understand why this was happening to me or, you know, why I felt that way. Um, Mm -hmm. so I did a lot of things, uh, amongst them feeling sorry for myself, numbing, all of those (laughs) things. I, I did, uh, different types of therapies. I learned how Reiki, uh, many different things and all of those things helped right they all helped get me to a certain point in my life but on a deeper level I felt that it was they were all a bit of a crutch like I was always looking for answers outside of me Mm. I needed someone to save me kind of thing and it's only when I really understood that I had to take responsibility for what was happening to me and stop blaming external external circumstances that my life started to change. And one of the moments that happened was when I started to meditate. I went to a Vipassana retreat, which is a 10-day silent meditation retreat, which is beautiful. I recommend it to anybody. It's a donation-based center. And there I really got the feeling of what it was like to look for answers inside of you. And I got a glimpse of what it was like to really be able to find my own answers in a way by observing my body and observing my sensations. Mm. And in one of those retreats, I got, I got to know a, a couple, I mean, a friend of mine who are a couple. <laughs> and the girl told me about Enrique Corbera, we were just talking about it in a conversation. And maybe, I think it was shortly later, I was at home, sick. I think I had had an argument with my sister and I was feeling sorry for myself. (laughs) And I decided to look him up on YouTube. And I watched a video and then another one and I spent the whole day watching YouTube videos, his conferences. (laughs) And I was, and my soul was loving it. It was like, this is for me. The next morning I made a phone call and I booked an appointment. And um, I went for the appointment because at that point in my life, I kind of had learned to live with that sadness. I w- I numbed it so well that I- it was kind of a comfort zone. I-, I wasn't really that aware that it was so debilitating at that point in my life.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I went for a completely other reason. I went because of the fact that I had difficulty um, keeping a relationship together um, and we addressed that, and during the session, we got to the point where we were talking about my family tree, and the sadness issue came up. And the practitioner said to me, he was like, so since when have you been feeling this way? And you know what, I I didn't know. I was unable to answer him, since when? And he said to me, he was like, have you been feeling that way all your life? And I was like, yeah, actually I have. And he looked at me and he said, that is not your sadness. Hmm. That is your grandma's sadness. That is your mom's mom's sadness. And, ooh, it's giving me goosebumps just now talking about it because something in me went, oh. It was just like a light bulb, even if it's something that it's, it's on another level of knowing, right? Hmm. And effectively, my, my mom's mom uh, was a very depressed person at a point in her life. And at that point in time, um, they didn't really know how to handle mental illness. So she was in and out of hospitals, and she also attempted to take her own life. So she was exactly a very um, depressed person. And, And so, yeah, and the thing is, when we talked about all that, and I became aware, this was like a light bulb in me, and I walked out of that session and I have never felt that crushing feeling ever again. It was just that something had lifted off me. Oh, um, I don't even know how to explain it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's so uh, powerful.
1: Yeah, it is. And at the same time, <laughs> now my rational mind is coming in and the science can explain that, right? through so epigenetics and all of that. But yes, it it's, It was a very powerful moment for me. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and what do you mean that the science can explain that? So um, the the, so so there's a science of epigenetics now right now that explains how your environment shapes your biology, Um, and they looked into basically because before we there was a street well people thought that your genes will predetermine and that's what you. That's what your genes were. So yep. if you had a gene for that, you would get that, right? Mm-hmm. And um, now science is proving that actually what is important is not the DNA. The DNA is important, but it's the protein around the DNA that used to be called junk DNA by scientists when they didn't know what it was. That acts as like a switch. Okay. On, so it turns this, the genes on or off. So you mm-hmm. might have, say, a gene for cancer. Yeah. But if, you, if your environment, sort of you in the right environment, that gene might never be turned on. Okay. So that affects your, at a biological level. So, for example, you can take two twins, like identical twins. They'll be born identical yep. and they'll follow them all their life. But then they will, as they grow older, their environment will change. What they eat, um what chemicals they're exposed to, etc. So when they actually get into adulthood, they start looking differently. You no, know, some one might become a beast, the other one might not.. Yep. So that shows how the environment impacts your, your your biology or your makeup. And then there's another stream uh, the, another branch, right called yep. behavioral epigenetics, which shows how your actual thoughts, beliefs, Um, can affect your biology as well so has a play Mm. on that and in that comes what you inherit the inherit uh, inherited patterns of thoughts and beliefs etc so you can inherit uh, a depression for example does that make sense is it clear enough it does so so you can inherit these
0: thoughts and beliefs and but and you can also learn them throughout your lifetime
1: exactly yeah yeah, and, and obviously, you, yeah, sorry. And on. that's
0: behavioral epigenetics.
1: Yes, mm-hmm. yes, that's it. So I don't know, I can give an example. For example, they've, uh, they've done that with rats um, okay. where um, you have, I think it's McGill University in Canada that did it, this experiment where you have uh, two groups of rats and then you have the good, quote-unquote, mothers and the bad, quote-unquote, mothers. So the good mothers are the ones that groom they're pups a lot. They lick them a lot. Okay. And the bad mothers don't so much. So what they realized was that the pups that had been groomed a lot were much more resilient to stress. They were much more mm. relaxed in their adult life. And then they had pups that they, in their turn, you know, leaked and groomed, etc. And the other side, the ones that, you know, that weren't groomed that much were very stressed uh, adults. And then what they did to show that it was the environment and not so much the genes that affected it all, they swapped. So they took the the bad mothers and the good mothers and their pups and they switched the pups. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And what happened is that the pups that went to the good mother that came from the bad mother, they where they grew up, were much more resilient to stress. And then they passed that on to their children. Mm -hmm. And then the opposite happened with the other ones.
0: Wow. So it was that, so then it was more important about what was happening in that moment. Yes. Rather than what, than the, the actual DNA. Wow. That's incredible. So, and that's also so interesting because that's that nurturing that the mother was giving them,
1: which is feminine energy. (laughs) Exactly. Yes, that's true. Yes, yes. And, and that can happen. So that's what, studies are showing is that doesn't happen only at birth then whatever the mother is going through when she's the baby's in the womb that can make up for up to 50 percent mm. of the baby's personality when it comes out and then also uh studies on sperm uh, male sperm are showing that um what happens to the father in his childhood or adolescence can also affect his children and the way they um Sort of um, tackle stress or whatever uh, when they grow up as well. So that's and then obviously that goes into your grandma and your grandparents. It keeps going your, back. Yeah, exactly. Wow. yeah So what? So what? Your what? Your father was
0: experiencing during his adolescence can have an impact on you because it's passed yes. down and exactly the way that you cope with stress and and whatever else.
1: Yes. Yes. Ah,
0: this is fascinating. So, okay, so epigenetics then, it's interesting because so the, the other stream of epigenetics that you were first talking about, when they spoke about environment, it seems like this behavioral epigenetics is just, has broadened the term of environment to be, to also include, you know, your inner environment, your thoughts, emotions, beliefs, plus what's happening on the outside, as in what you, con- what you consume and what's in your physical environment.
1: Exactly. Yes.
0: Okay. Yes. So, my first question for you, with your story, which is so powerful, is: How did the person you saw know that it was your grandmother's depression?
1: Okay. So there's there's a whole. So binary emotion is a bit veered away from the linear way of sort of you know this is for this, but there is a way uh, of kind of knowing in your family who you resonate with more mm. in terms of what information is passed down to you or not, right? Okay. And at that time when I went, they made you do your family tree
0: okay, with the
1: birth dates and death dates, etc. cetera. Um, and so you can know from there on who you resonate with most. Um, so that was probably a, a clue for him. Um, but yeah, I think it, it's it's... It's a bit complex, actually, to explain it all that way, but there is, there's, for example, I would recommend an author that's called Anne Schutzenberger, mm-hmm. and her book is uh, The Ancestor Syndrome, and she explains all of that really well,
0: Okay, how,
1: how you can look into, um, yeah, who is more likely, you, have, you are more likely to have inherited from you know.
0: Okay. And so yeah. at that time when you saw um, the practitioner, your grandmother was like, she was alive and in your life yeah. and well, she wasn't at that stage. Very okay, nice. so okay, so I'm sorry, but so, so I just want to make this clear to someone listening that it doesn't have to be someone who's actually in your life right now that, that when they pass these things down, it's just your pass down your ancestral line.
1: Yes, yes. Yes, definitely. And actually, it's because how the unconscious mind works. So if someone in your tree has had something that they've not been able to overcome, right? Mm. So a trauma or something they haven't overcome, then it will be passed down to the, they say, up to the third or fourth generation. Usually, it skips a generation. So, And the reason for that is that... um, it's a survival survival reason, it's a survival Mm -hmm. of the species reason because it's passed down so it is overcome and transcended transcended Uh. for the family to grow stronger, right? Because otherwise, if we were a blank page and these experiences just came at us with no information before, then we wouldn't know how to deal with them. And actually my grandmother, because you don't only inherit the bad, you inherit the good as well, Mm. (laughs) that's a good thing. Good point. So my grandmother, uh, for me, I mean, I, I have, she has such a great place in my heart because, you know, I also inherited her strength. Mm. She was ex- an extremely strong woman. Um, and, and
0: yeah, you'd have to, you'd have to be so strong to be going through all of that. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah, and she gave me the strength, and she gave me, and part of the knowledge that she had at that time was passed down to me as well. Mm. So yeah, okay. and actually, I, I just felt compelled to say that, but I found out not so long ago that my grandmother, the time that she um, tried to take her own life, corresponded, we were the same age than when I graduated from oh, So it's just beautiful because... That's incredible. Yeah.
0: (laughs) That's incredible because that's what you did to overcome. That's what you used to overcome this. Yes. Oh my gosh, that's just like so amazing. I have chills. And and what's so interesting about what you've just shared there is that the the survival reason, the survival of the fittest, um, it also gives more like meaning and purpose to these experiences we have in our life. To know that we this suffering that we might be experiencing is some there's something to learn from it and to overcome like the lesson is to overcome it and that's shifting immediately you into the imp- more of not being a victim into being empowered because it's taking back control of your life and, and and not feeling a victim to all these things happening but knowing that this is something that is happening in your life so that you can get stronger
1: and move forward exactly yes and and when you do have that knowing when when you when some unconscious information is sort of brought to your awareness then it's a kind of knowing that it's an understanding so that deep understanding means that there's no blame there's no you know it's it's all about oh this is why it happened right um, and so yeah it frees you to be able to 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 look at the problem or whatever is happening to you from another perspective
0: yes and it's it's almost like relief because so when you have this awareness and you have that shift, you're going to feel lighter because you've been set free from something. Whereas sometimes, uh, well, probably before you would have felt more con- constrained and contracted You your hulk sh- you know, sort of carrying this burden around with you that wasn't yours. And so when you had that awareness, that shift in perception, it, because I'm just thinking, how how do people when you talk about this sense of knowing, how people know what know what that sense of knowing, what it feels like to experience it.
1: Mm, yes, that's a good question. And actually, <laughs> I feel it's something you can't explain. It's what we were talking about before the call. It's like we were saying how your mind is two. There's two parts in your. Yes, your limbic brain, right, which is the oldest part of your brain, and then there's your rational brain, which is the neocortex right and the limbic brain the oldest part does not know language it only knows feelings emotions etc so that's why when something happens to you and you have that sense of knowing because we've all had it you know we've all had a sense of knowing and i'm going to do this and people are saying but why are you going to do this and you you can't explain it to them and it's completely irrational but you're going to do it anyway that's the best way i can explain it because it comes from that part of the brain. Mm.
0: Yeah, so Danny and I were just talking about, you know, we've got our gut brain, we've got our heart, and we've got our brain brain, which is <laughs> how I described it. <laughs> and so the the gut brain and the heart communicate through sensations and we are left with our mind or our brain to then try and articulate what it is that's being communicated to us through the heart or through the gut brain. And this is where the difficulty lies because, that, as you mentioned, it's like they're speaking another language. Yes. And we've got to get to know what that other language is without having any reference book to go to. Yes,
1: yes, yes, totally, totally. <laughs>
0: Uh, and well this is just amazing because what we're also talking about here is intuition and this is why when people ask about well how do I know if it's my intuition or how can I connect to my intuition and intuition is an aspect of feminine energy because it's subjective and that's one of the like key characteristics of feminine energy it's It's something that has to be experienced by you because it's through your own sensations and through what I like to term your own intuitive library that you get to figure out. It's like you you get to decode the messages, but you've got to do it for yourself because you're relying on something that your brain can't necessarily articulate into words because it is using two different languages. It's almost like when some... uh, I mean, I don't speak any other languages. I wish I did. But it's almost like when, well, Danny, you're a great example because you speak a number of different languages, but I'm sure you've had those situations where in, say, Spanish or French, you're trying to translate something into English even, and there isn't a word that is equivalent in English or vice versa. And so how do you explain that?
1: Yeah, that's really good. Yes, yes. And actually, that's it, because we have every single culture has a different perception of their world. So they will have Mm -hmm. a different language to describe that perception. So I feel it's really good what you're saying. Actually, um, I think it's the Inuits. Am I pronouncing that correctly? Inuits, the ones that they live in Alaska. Uh, Okay. And they have 11 different words, I think, to describe snow. Oh, wow. So that just shows you <laughs> that's their perception of their world, and that's conveyed through language. Yeah, completely. And another mm. thing you said that I really liked was only you can explain, only you know. And when you have a shift in perception, that's what happens. You just know. And mm. people who come out of a session and say, So what do I have to do now? That means they haven't had a shift in perception. Because if you've had your shift in perception and you just understand what the next steps are by yourself, you see what I mean? So yeah, um, yeah. I think I feel that's important to, to say, because
0: and that's why it's a sense of knowing. It's
1: a sense of knowing, and actually, you know, science is showing they can do a scan, a, a brain scan, and when someone has a cognitive cognitive shift, a positive cognitive shift, which is a shift in perception, yep. it can be the, it can be seen in your brain two hours after. Sort of, there's disconnections and connections with your neural pathways, changes. You know.
0: Okay. So, so your brain, <laughs> your brain literally changes from a, through a shift in perception. Yes,
1: because you're changing your beliefs, your belief system basically. From, mm-hmm. I mean, in my case, maybe we could say it was, I have. Why is this happening to me? And no understanding, complete dark. To oh, you know, that was just a little shift. Well, it was a big shift mm. for me actually, but yeah.
0: And so this brings me to a great topic then because what we're really talking about here is then the unconscious and the conscious. Yes. So could you just explain to us a little bit about what the unconscious is
1: compared to the conscious? Yes, yes. That's one of the – that's a that's a good question as well. <laughs> so, <laughs> I know. <laughs> so, um, so basically the way we see it in Bio new Emotion, we um, – so the conscious mind is everything you do that you are aware of. Your thoughts, your actions that you're aware of. Um, and your unconscious mind, so that represents 5%. They've calculated it, don't ask me why, how, sorry, but they have. So it's 5% generally. And your unconscious mind represents 95% of what you do.
0: Yeah.
1: So basically 95% of what you do is unconscious. So, you know, like for example, Uh, if you had to remember how to breathe consciously, it will probably be a lot of work. So that's your unconscious mind that does it. Um, And your unconscious mind has a very different way of perceiving the world than your conscious mind does. Your conscious mind is your rational part. And your unconscious Mm. mind, uh, first of all, so it has a number of characteristics. First of all, it doesn't understand duality. For it, everything is interconnected. So Mm. the other person does not exist for your unconscious mind, right? So for your conscious mind, of course, the other person is there. But for your unconscious mind, the other person is just a projection of you, Mm. right? Um, Then another characteristic is that it it, is timeless. It lives in the present. It doesn't understand past or future. Everything that happens is happening now which is great on a, from a therapeutical point of view because with the right tools and the right training, you can take someone back to a difficult experience and help them shift their perception and their way of seeing that experience in the present. Mm, so that's yep. really, you know that because you do RTT and we can talk. No, it's... it's yeah, theta, theta, healing. theta Healing and, and I've, I've done, done RTT. RTT. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. Um, exactly. So, well, that's good to point out there, which is that hypnosis is something that... Uh, that's that's also one of the other disciplines that you look at in B and E. Yes, we
1: do. We use we use Ericksonian hypnosis. Uh, okay. So that that would be yeah to to help people make that shift as well. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. things yes. differently. So, um. So so yeah, that's that's one of the characteristics. I think there are two more that I think are important to for people to understand. Um, another one is that the it doesn't it's innocent your, your unconscious mind it doesn't judge it doesn't know what's good or bad it's like you have to think about it like if it was a child you know mm. it doesn't judge anything it just receives information and processes it that's all it does
0: yeah okay um, it's so interesting I, I always think that that's such an interesting term that we use innocent for, for not judging yes do you think so yeah, I don't, I don't know why, but I guess because, yeah, it's like childlike, so that's what we're talking about, you know, doesn't sort of have an opinion. It's just that's what's happened and that that's it. Yes. Yeah, anyway, so I think that was important that you explained what innocent means. Yes,
1: because um, we can we that. can see it as an innocent and victim. Is that it? Innocent. Yeah, exactly. Okay, right. yeah, I see yeah, what yeah. you mean. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have thought about that. Yeah, you're right. And, and also another thing that's really important is that for the unconscious mind, everything is real. everything you're thinking of every moment of your life is real it's happening to you so that's why for example if you're watching a scary movie uh even though for your conscious mind it's like just a scary movie your body your heartbeat is going to be you know going (laughs) ay. and Uh, yeah because it's your unconscious mind that's reacting as if it were real so that's why a tip for your listeners i would not watch any scary movie or the news while you're eating your dinner, for example. It's just sending conflicting signals to your.
0: Okay. Well, this makes so much sense to me. And I just, this is, this is, (laughs) so I really don't like watching scary movies ever Mm -hmm. and I try to avoid the news as much as possible on the basis that if there's anything that I need to know about I'm gonna hear about it through someone. And because of the stress that this puts my body under mm. like internalizing that stress of having especially some of the programs that we have available to us today, some of them are really distressful yes. <laughs> and very traumatizing. And I, I've all and I've all I just I've always felt just intuitively that this is not good for me. And so that makes sense when you say that everything is real for the unconscious, that it would be having an impact on my body, even though it's not me experiencing it. And I can even get feel this way when I hear other people's stories about something really horrible that's happened to them. Uh, my mom was always someone that would be like, OK, I, I don't want the details. I don't want to know. And I never understood why. But as I've gotten older, I have felt the same way that I would prefer not to know or to see these details um, because I feel like it does impact me, mm. um, even though I'm not experiencing it myself. And this makes sense by th- these characteristics of the unconscious. Yes,
1: yes, that's 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 how it works. Yeah, that you. It's like it's happening to you, and that's why people, you know, can also empathize so much with somebody that they will fall ill at the same time. There's a, there's yeah. these things that happen. Then there's a point that you made, and I think that's something which also with a change in perception comes like there's this big thing nowadays saying, Oh no, don't watch the news. And that's something that I kind of also, has, uh, how do you say hustling, uh, hustling with it. I think that's my, I uh, know. Uh, yeah. Not have an issue, but I feel Marion Williamson says something that's very good about that, which is like, you need to mm-hmm. look through, right. And it's like being aware and looking through it with, form a different conscious awareness does that make sense and i am yeah i'm sorry i was just gonna say is this like okay say with
0: people who are describe themselves as an empath yeah they you know um pick up on other people's energy but they there can be some protection like they're taking on the other people other person's energy so with the news, if you watch the news and you're allowing yourself to become a victim to it, yes, then you're go- then it's going to have a different impact on you than if you recognise that this is not you. Yes.
1: From a certain- I don't know if no, I'm explaining no, you, are, this- you are really well. Yeah, no, no. It's it, It's just a question that I have in my mind too because I am also struggling with that, right? I'm like, hmm. can we completely just ignore it and – be like it's not happening. But we need, in order to, we can't really do that, can't we? We have to also look at what's happening, but from another perspective, from more, yeah, from a place of groundedness. That's what you were saying before, you know, the groundedness. So it's like mm-hmm. somebody that's an empath who says that they're an empath, what they're doing is that they're going to the level, at the level of the problem. It's like they're getting yes. sick with the person that's sick, which is not really yeah. helping the person that's sick either. No, right? no, No, no. Yep, it's not. It's not helping them out of the ditch as Jess talks about. Yeah, it's just that. It's just actually that I took that from Jess. She says it really well, doesn't she? About so. So yeah, that's just a little, a little uh, question that I have as well with the whole news thing, because that's
0: yeah, that's a really interesting one to to think about. I think that because the unconscious is constantly absorbing, or at least the subconscious absorbing things yeah. that we're not aware of then if we're constantly watching scary shows or scary tv or constantly like the news the you know the sort of general news programs that we have wherever you are in the world that is just like all about the most horrible crimes that are going on I feel like that you can't help but have an, a negative impact from being exposed to all of that no matter what you do but if you but so I think that it's about balance again yes yeah Yeah. yes it's about balance isn't it because you want to be aware of what's going on so that you can help change things you know you need awareness to be able to change things but then it's like with any issue you have any issue you have if you as soon as you attach too much to it you and it amplifies the problem rather than being able to simply see it and then choose to, to do something differently. So you have to have like some level of separation there so that you can do that.
1: Yes, yes, that's beautiful the way you said it. Because And it's true and it's again about sort of bringing the unconscious to the awareness, right? It's again yeah. the same thing. And, and that's what you're saying is that if you're watching the news all the time, all the time, all the time, you don't need to have it all the time there. It's not going mm-hmm. to help you. Uh, but yeah, from that place of balance, then you can do something about it. Yeah, mm, That's so interesting.
0: Hello, my beautiful friend. It's Letitia here. I'm just taking a moment to interrupt this beautiful conversation with Danny Reeve. Don't worry, there's still so much more to come. I wanted to take this time to remind you of my offer to join my online program, Embrace Your Feminine Essence. Embrace Your Feminine Essence is an eight-module online course that takes you through all the different aspects to feminine energy. We cover trust, surrender, allowing, receiving, creating space, intuition, flow, creativity, our menstrual cycle, and how we can integrate and use all of these different aspects to feminine energy and more with our masculine energy, so that we're able to create a lifestyle that allows us to thrive. I invite you to check out the page on my website at latisharange.com forward slash E-Y-F-E and come and join us. We would love to have you there. Okay, now let's dive back into the conversation with Danny Reeve. Okay, so the you've just explained the conscious and the unconscious and we've gone on a bit of a side topic there, but (laughs) which I think is useful though, because it's talking about the unconscious. Um, so, uh, so this is, so you're looking to make then, as far as I'm aware, aspects that are in the unconscious Mm -hmm. conscious. Yes. So this is like, like with your situation, it wasn't, your depression and you were consciously aware of your depression it was your grandmother's and that was something that was actually from your unconscious yes
1: it was from my unconscious and it's the emotion that was connecting my conscious to my unconscious okay yeah I think that's
0: can you explain more about that? (laughs) about the emotion
1: yes (laughs) Yes, because I feel that's a big part of the of the game right the emotion Mm -hmm. so your emotions basically connect um, your mind and your body, right? So, um, for example, if you are in the jungle and there's a, a lion running after you, you're, you're going to perceive the lion and then, so your mind is going to perceive the lion and then you're the, it's going to trigger fear and it's the fear that's going to make your body run
0: And the fear is the emotion. And the fear
1: is the emotion. Yeah.
0: So, with the emotional component, so what does, why does the emotion, why is that linking the unconscious with the conscious?
1: So, your emotion also anchors memories as well, right? So, your unconscious mind, what it does is that it processes every single piece of information you receive in your life, right? So, anything that's, and, anything that happens to you. And when you have, say, a traumatic experience, you're going to have um, an emotion that's going to be um, linked to that experience, right? And so, when in your daily life, so maybe say, say you, you fell unconscious during that experience. You're, even though you're unconscious, your unconscious mind is just registering everything the noises, the smells, everything, right? So when you recover from that experience and say like a few um, years down the line, you end up being in a place and then there's the same noise or the same smell that will trigger an unconscious response in you. Hmm. So that's a little bit, I suppose, I don't know if it's, I don't know much about it, but I suppose that's what post-traumatic disorder as well comes from right
0: yeah yes
1: so but it's so and that will trigger an emotion mm-hmm. yeah and you would, which is probably similar to the one you experience which is the same than the one you experience. the same so
0: it is always the yeah, same yeah it's the okay. same
1: but uh if you have so your your, so you have five basic emotions mm-hmm. i'm going to try and explain this if you have five basic emotions that are processed so you have your your older part of the brain which is your limbic brain um and which is also your unconscious and that deals with five yeah five basic emotions which would be fear anger disgust sadness and joy yeah and then yep those emotions make you act but when you are in a situation when you need to suppress because your rational mind, which is your, the other part of your brain, has the power to uh, sort of filter those emotions or change them, dampen them. Like say you are in a, in a situation where you're really, there's some anger coming up, but it's not appropriate to be angry. Yep. your um, your rational mind is going to damper that and you're going to get another series of feelings and emotions yeah
0: ah, wow okay so
1: if something is not processed, um, the basic emotion is still wanting to be expressed and it's not being expressed. Mm. Oh my
0: gosh yes and this is this is this is <laughs> what I've been exploring a lot about recently and well for, for a long time, but the self-expression and the emotional intelligence being so, so if our conscious, if we're, if the unconscious feeling is anger, like you say, mm-hmm. but your conscious or your rational mind is saying, okay, let's be frustrated instead, mm-hmm. um, or sad, sad yeah. or yeah, or sad. So then that anger is still not being expressed And so it's in your body still, it's affecting you in some way.
1: Exactly. And because your unconscious mind has more, it has more power, not because it's more powerful, but because it does 95% of everything you do. It's Mm. going to try and find situations where you can express that emotion. Okay. Yeah. Until you kind of understand what it's all about and you are able to see it from a different perspective and change that emotion. But you need to change the core emotion. You see, does that make sense? Okay. Yes.
0: And so does that mean that, um, that you're, that it's recommended to express the emotion. Yes, it yes, and transmute it. And
1: transmute it into, exactly. Yes, mm. and transmute it.
0: Yeah, because that I can't remember where I heard this, but I was listening to something. Actually, it might have been John Gray's Beyond to Mars and Venus. Uh-huh. And um, if it wasn't, I'm sorry about that. But <laughs> the the he was talking about for men. Uh, it's it's socially acceptable to be angry. So they would express, um, sorry, but so they, when they would, with all of this about self-expression, when they're being encouraged to express, mm-hmm. um, what they were missing out was the transmuting that into like love, into a more, you know, more positive sort of experience. And that was key because it was leaving all of these men stuck in anger.
1: Mm. Yes. And it adds on to what we were saying, right? Because at the end of the day, it's also all about perception. How you perceive Mm -hmm. a certain something that is going to happen to you is going to um, result in an emotion or another emotion. Mm -hmm. So in order to change that emotion, you need to change your perception of what has happened. It doesn't mean that what has happened has not happened. You know, it doesn't mean... But it's all for you to move forward, right? Yeah. Um. And something comes to mind as well because sometimes that emotion in your unconscious mind is, again, passed down by, you know, experiences from your family and things that Mm. have been lived. So, for example, I'm just going to put a practical example. Hopefully it's tying in with all of this. Um, Say somebody um, really wants to have a baby and conceive, and even though their body is completely fine, their partner is completely fine, they just can't, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I think this was a, a story actually that uh, Enrique told us about, but I don't know if I'm not going to be saying it exactly the way it was. <laughs> but uh, yeah. so, so um, this lady, she just couldn't conceive, right? And she, looking back into her family history, she realized that there was a whole story of danger around conceiving. So either uh, the, the mother or the grandma had had many children and hadn't been able to live her life because of it or something like that. There was a family history of children equal, not good, <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> for, the, for her unconscious yeah. mind, right? So there's an emotion attached to that as well. There's a trauma of a grandma and everything. Anyway, when she became aware of that, she was like, oh my God, she was aware. But the key thing is accepting. As you mm-hmm. say, this knowing of, oh oh so that is why there's a purpose because my unconscious mind is trying to protect me because for mm. it me having a child would mean danger for me um, and it's accepting from a place as what you said of non-attachment to the result it doesn't mm. mean that that means that I'm going to have children but I am not angry anymore I'm just accepting the situation
0: yeah, because then you're not reacting to and attaching to the emotion. Exactly.
1: But there's an understanding of why this is happening to you. What this mm-hmm. is happening to you for, not why this is happening to you. That's very different, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. It's not ignorance. It's, it's, you, you, you're fully aware of of why.
1: Yeah, there's a purpose behind that, a survival purpose. And anyway, in this story, in this particular story, she actually wrote a whole letter to Enrique because, because you know, three weeks later she, she fell pregnant. But he said the key was not, the key was that she understood and she accepted her situation as it was. And mm-hmm. that's why she allowed the unfolding afterwards. If she had been like, oh, my God, now I know, now I can fall pregnant, she would be putting resistance to that as well. So that's just another kind of, you know, nugget, but, yeah.
0: Okay. And why would there be resistance?
1: Uh, resistance because you, 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 want, you want the outcome,
0: you're placing too much importance on it. So it's like... On the outcome. So it's a form of resistance.
1: Yeah, it's a form of resistance, right? When you're so attached to the outcome. Yeah. Mm.
0: But does that? I
1: hope that makes sense with the whole, you know, unconscious and how that ties into that. Yeah, yeah. so that's how it
0: connects it. So, so, okay, in theta healing, in RTT, in other types of hypnotherapy, and I think in B&E, but let me know if this is wrong. So then that's why they take you back to the event the emo- where the environment that the emotion was created in the initial event.
1: Yes. Yes. That is so important.
0: Okay. Do, do you want to tell us a little bit more about that from a yeah, for sure. perspective?
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, from it will be, I suppose it will tie in with the theta healing perspective as well, right? Because I mean, as we say, all, um, all paths lead to Rome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know and there's just so many ways of getting to the same to the same place absolutely yep but uh, yes what we're interested in is the emotional environment in which a particular conflictive pattern happens or has you know the we call it the the seed moment yeah that that that's so we're going to try and take you back to that seed moment so whether it be A physical symptom or whether it be a pattern in your life or or something that you're overwhelmed about okay Um, and we will take you so through a series first of all it's really been very objective and looking at different scenes because there's a seed moment but then that seed moment leads to many more different Mm. scenes in your life that we can explore as well along the way to kind of see objectively with an innocent mind so that is the role of the practitioner: is to have that innocent mind and to really keep the client in an object, objective framework, mm-hmm. only description, no interpretation, because mm-hmm. we're going to look for the story behind the story that you're telling yourself.
0: Yeah.
1: Which is not that story, because otherwise you wouldn't have that pattern reoccurring, and your symptom would not be the way it is. Yeah. Okay? So that's so, and that story lies in the emotional environment in that seed moment which usually goes back to childhood okay yeah so what if the
0: like with you that it was passed down so what if when it's passed down through an ancestor Mm -hmm. how does you don't need to go back to the emotional environment in which the original emotion was created then just simply having the awareness that it's not yours is enough
1: um no I mean during during that that can be because awareness like really makes it you know very powerful yep. but in order to get there I was I went back for different scenes to understand because mm-hmm. we need to understand objectively and be able to you know draw that conclusion so yeah we'll be taken back okay. to different moments and yeah where where does that originate okay. definitely does that answer your yeah question? well
0: no something I was thinking of and I don't know what the answer is but for like hypno you might not know this either but with for hypnotherapy and maybe even RTT, as far as I know, the furthest you can go back is only for your own experience. So it could be even in the womb when you're in the womb. Uh-huh. But, but what if the, but you can't ever go back into like your grandmother's.
1: Okay. Yeah. This I see. Is- that's, yeah, I see. Sorry. I'm, I like, I think no, that's a no. really good point actually. <laughs> and what came to me is, um, Oh, I can't remember. He's a, uh, I think he, the person who created the hologram, uh, the hologram. Concept, okay. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember his name. Forgive me, but I can't remember. <laughs> Gabor. Oh. I think it's Dennis Gabor. Okay. Not, but anyway, he's said he by creating that he says, the part is in everything, and everything is in the part. So you have to remember that your family, your has its own collective unconsciousness. Yep. And all that information is in you as well. Okay. Have all that information in you. So even though, because, you know, sometimes people come to a, a session and, and they're adopted, mm-hmm. for example. So it doesn't matter because the information that they're going to be having with the people around them, their friends, their adoptive parents is going to resonate with the information that's coming down and it's been passed down to them because that's how nature works in a nutshell do you understand what I mean is it it's like it's like a holographic it's just a holographic um how do you say
0: reflection
1: yeah maybe a holographic reflection so that's why it's very interesting to see what are your friends what information they're sending out to you because that chances are or very likely to be the same information that comes from your family does that make sense okay so so that's why even by knowing your what you've gone through we can kind of find that out
0: okay yeah so this is like we can also look at this in how you were talking about before that the unconscious doesn't distinguish between people so we're all connected so and we've spoken about this before like if you've got someone in your life who's triggering you that's because there's something there that's being mirror, mirrored back at you
1: to learn. Exactly. In your own life. Mm. Yes. Yes, and you've nailed it. That's because of the unconscious doesn't distinguish between you and me. Mm. So okay.
0: um, or time yeah. or time which is why it's taking on its
1: ancest our ancestors as if it's our own. Exactly, exactly. That's it. And actually, I, f- I feel it's really good that you brought up the mirror effects, because that's a big part of what we um, try to, so sort of the philosophy behind it, because, you know, binary emotion is a philosophy and a way of living life, seeing life or perceiving life <laughs> would be more. Um, so when you look at somebody, you, s- you don't see them as they are, but as you project them to be. Mm. So... Say you take the president of the United States, for example. Yep. Well, some people will see a series of characteristics in him and some others will see exa- the exact opposite characteristics. Yep. But he's still sending out the same message to everybody. So what you see in somebody else says more about you than that other person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know if I can uh, give an example to make it a little bit yeah, more... Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so, so, for example... Say that you are in a situation where you have a conflictive relationship with your boss, right? And you perceive that your boss is disrespecting you, which may well be the case. We're not saying that that's not happening. Yeah. But your are perse- so from a dual perspective or from a, the other person separated from me, it's Oh, she is disrespecting me. How can she be so, so selfish? Mm-hmm. And in bio Emotion, we're taught not to talk about other people, but, but about ourselves in relation to other people, which means that you look, so if from the victim perception, which is, oh, she's you know disrespecting me, which I say may, by, may well be the case, um, you handing all your power over to her. Mm-hmm. She is the one that is responsible for yep. everything. Right? So you can't do anything about it. Yeah. But when you start seeing her as an extension of you, the question would be rather, how am I disrespecting myself through her? Mm-hmm. And you understand that nobody disrespects you if you don't allow them to. Yeah. So that puts a responsibility on you, and you start thinking, okay, what can I do to respect myself better? What can I do? So, you know, it might be that it's not the situation, not that bad. And just by changing your perception, you get to see her in a different light. Yeah. Or it means walking away from that job, but from a different place, not from a place of victimhood, but from a place of, okay, I have not my lesson. I am no longer going to disrespect myself and I'm going to find ways to respect myself better. Yeah. And that gives you a lot of power in life. Absolutely.
0: You know? Cause yeah. it, it could also just be putting in some sort of healthy boundary that's another alternative, and also I think what's important, and this is linking it back to a Course in Miracles, which is just mm-hmm. so fascinating for, for me to hear what B and E is all about, like your interpretation, because I love a Course in Miracles, and I can just see it present in everything that you're talking about, because it's that um, looking at other people as well with eyes of com- with through compassion, like being yes. compassionate about other people, so trying to see the truth. Through eyes of love. Exactly. Rather than through our fear.
1: Yes, beautiful. That's, yes, that is so true. And that's, and it is, it's A Course in Miracles. It's that. Because actually, if you look at the two, though, that two, if you look at the information expressed by those two people, the person that doesn't respect and the person that is not respecting, the likelihood is that they have the same root information, which is a lack of yeah. love. And respect for themselves. One is aggressive and the other one is submissive. But they're both yeah. ex- expressing the same kind of information. So it's walking away. It's not becoming a doormat, as they say in the Course in Miracles. Loving doesn't mean you become a doormat. But it's, <laughs> it's a good yeah, one. <laughs> I like that one. But, um, but it's understanding, wow, well, that person is hurting. Okay, well, I'm going to walk away from that or I'm going to see it differently. But there's no blame mm-hmm. involved. It's just an understanding and it's just about you set boundaries from a different place.
0: Yeah. And, and this comes back to what we're talking about before about awareness and knowledge. When we know that the other person is suffering and that's the reason why they're behaving in that way, that helps us to inform us. It gives us information that we can then use to make an informed decision about what we want to do here. It also helps to separate us. So Yeah, I think it's just, it's always better to know why someone is doing something and to know that it's not about you. Yes,
1: for sure. To know that it's not about you and also to know what you're seeing in them is about you and you can change that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yes. (laughs) Oh, so good. So good. I also just wanted to ask, this is a slightly off what we are just talking about, but with those five core emotions, fear, anger, disgust, sadness, joy. So, four out of the five are what we would call bad emotions Mm
1: -hmm. yes okay well again you have to think in a way that the unconscious doesn't know bad good or bad right it's just survival so Mm. you're given fear for biological reason because fear enables you to run or to freeze it's to protect yeah anger is to uh, enable you to take action. So when you're angry, you're gonna have all the blood rush to your system, and it's gonna enable you to take action. Disgust is for you not to get poisoned when you go, for example, you're in the jungle and you're eating those berries, and you know, they're disgusting. So Uh eat it again, it's also for survival reasons. Uh, What was the other one? Sadness. Sadness, sadness has, you know, for example, there's a sadness the morning sadness which is really important when somebody you lose somebody and when our ancestors were cave people, well, it was to sort of get that space where you can nurture yourself and that also has a positive survival um, um, sort of objective. Uh, and sadness, you know, it also is there for you not to repeat things. If you've done something in a, in a you know, you've done something, it makes you sad, you're not going to repeat that. And the joy obviously it fosters connection, and it also uh, is it's sort of a reward. So it means you got to do that again, right? So it's all it all has – there's always a positive intent behind everything you do, and there's a positive intent behind your emotions as well. So it's not to see them as good or bad. They just are. I love this.
0: Yes, yeah. they just are. <laughs> I love this. This is um, – by the time we are airing this, it will already have happened, but – this weekend I've got uh, a workshop I'm running all about self-expression and emotional intelligence because I just love all of this. And this is exactly the point that we'll be talking about and using throughout this, um, throughout the workshop, which is that, you know, our emotions, we see them as good or bad, but they just, as you said, just are, and they're just information telling us, you know, we can use them to be like, oh, this makes me angry. So okay, I know that it's anger. So now I can respond appropriately to adjust to whatever I'm doing because I don't want to remain in anger, but I'm gonna acknowledge it and experience it. And to experience it we have to know how it feels in our body and what it is. So we have to be like properly uh connecting to our body to be able to do that. Um, but we don't suppress it. We don't attach to it and we don't react to it. Mm. We allow it to pass like, like a wave, which is why they say like waves of emotion and emotions connected with our second chakra, which is our sacral, which is all about the element is water. It's all about flowing and waves um, because they, they pass, you know, we, we aren't our emotions. Mm. (laughs) They pass. Exactly, and so yeah, and so this is just so fascinating because our emotions, no matter whether we think they're bad because it's emotion we don't want to feel, they we have to have them because they're telling us something. We can't always stay in joy, and it would be really exhausting to be in joy all the time as well. Yes. So I just wanted to share that here because I think that that's something that's really interesting. Is that is redefining our relationship with our emotions and seeing that they all have this positive intent, how you were talking about. So I think that's really useful to know what the um, why they were what their initial intention was in the human race.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And also like what you were saying about I feel contrast is so important. Isn't it? Mm. Contrast yep. is not good or bad either. It's there to help you grow. It's, it's there to. It's all. It's again. It's all going back to that perception to how we see things,
0: and mm. like understanding
1: that it's not what happens to you, but how you see it that really matters.
0: Yes, absolutely. And so when we think about emotions, the result. Sorry, the impact of emotions on our body. Mm-hmm. Why are emotions so connected to our body? To say and I'm talking about this as in accidents or illnesses.
1: Okay. Yes. Um, so in for illnesses, they're, they're really showing now that emotions play a big, big role, right? So even oncologists now are showing how much uh, it's the emotion uh, plays such a big role in cancer, for example, in the cancer happening. Um Basically because what also what we were talking about before, that the emotion connects the mind and body, mm. and that your body really is an expression of what is going on in your mind a lot yeah. of the time. Um, and it, not to say, you know, bio-neuro-emotion is a, a complementary modality, yeah. that we say so. So it's, um, you know, we use it alongside traditional medicine or traditional therapy um, and it's taught in, in medicine schools as well in Latin America so it's really embracing the fact that yeah that our, our mind plays a big role on what is happening to our body and so if you think about it you know again taking the example of the sort of the lion and a lion running after you so you you're going to feel that expression that fear and so your body, Is going to literally uh, put itself into gear so you can run. And so Mm -hmm. for you to run, it's going to shut down certain uh, parts of your immune system, for example. Because you don't need that energy, you need it to run. So what happens, because we were saying that the unconscious mind doesn't distinguish between real and unreal, your boss can be that lion. The problem Mm -hmm. is in 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 um, in nature, when the lion is away, that's it you've that, that emotion has expressed itself your body has done what it had to do and everything goes back to normal but if you are thinking about your boss 24 hours your body's not going to go back to normal it's going mm-hmm. to be in that flight uh sort of reaction and your body is responding to that mm. so that's sort of the most clear kind of explanation i
0: can give yeah no no that that's that's really that's really useful so Therefore, as well, this shows how our thoughts, what we can control in our conscious mind, um, so being aware of what we're thinking and how we're feeling um, can help us to shift our reality. Yes. Yes. So did, could you speak a little bit about how this helps us manifest or change things in our reality in a way that we
1: desire? Yes. Okay, that's a great question. <laughs> so <laughs> I. So let's see about... Okay, it's really important to understand that energy is information, right? And so your brain is processing billions of bits of information all the time. And so that makes you broadcast a certain frequency out there and that's going to attract mm. a certain reality to you. If you you have an unconscious frequency there that's going, bzz, 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 going around, that's what it's attracting. The unconscious part is attracting the reality. Mm. When you turn that unconscious information into conscious information, then you are able to change that frequency mm-hmm. yes. and therefore you're going to attract a different reality. You don't attract what you want but who you are. Yeah. Uh-huh. So it's very important for you to become aware when something is triggering you or when you know when you are having an excessive reaction or, or when there's a certain pattern in your life to become aware that there's possibly some unconscious information there that needs to come to the light so you can attract diff- different circumstances.
0: Mm. Which is why we can look at our circumstances and the reality that we have objectively and and look at what's happening and take responsibility in that if I figure out what the unconscious um, aspect of this is then I'm able to shift and change that but if I don't have that knowledge then I can't change it
1: yes yes
0: so I just I'm, I'm just thinking this while I'm saying it which means that when we have negative experiences in our life coming up just like we started the conversation this is actually a good thing because it allows us to be able to shift those unconscious commitments that we've made, that we've been carrying along throughout our life.
1: Exactly. And that's the beauty of it.
0: Mm -hmm. That is the beauty of it. And that's why most people's biggest transformations and biggest highs in their life are followed, uh, sorry, happen after some sort of pain and suffering that has led to a
1: breakthrough. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Because, yes, they were able to access that information thanks to that pain and suffering, which doesn't mean, like Jess now says, she's like, you don't have to go through all that. But which is so nice. I mean, you know, to know that if you're doing all this work, you're also helping your descendants and you're also helping mm. people in your family not have to go through that. So maybe we'll be at a point where we're so conscious that we won't need to be clearing all that and then mm. we'll be living from a different place. I think that's yeah, just work, yep. right? Yeah,
0: yeah, because we'll be, yes, we will have cleared all of, we have basically um, have got a new, I don't know what the word is, but like a new level that we're working from, whereas now we're like clearing out all of this junk first and that's going to create a new sort of um, equilibrium for our descendants to then
1: start from, a new baseline. Exactly, that's it. It's about, and what they say a lot, what, uh, Enrico Bea says a lot. It's, it's about stepping into emotional adulthood, mm. <laughs> and out of now, now we're teenagers, you know. <laughs> On the emotional yeah. level, we're teenagers. We're learning, but it's about stepping into that adulthood.
0: Mm. Wow, it's amazing to think of what we, what our lives will look like coming from that new baseline, and you know, because we're not, we're not spending most of our life trying to clear out all of this stuff. And I guess that's just what evolution's all about. We just continue to to yeah, continue to improve and have different problems in our life.
1: Yes, and that you nailed it, it's evolution. It's making yeah. the species stronger. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Incredible. So <laughs> so Sorry, I've kept you for so long already, but it's been so fascinating, Danielle.
1: I've loved this. You can keep me on for ages more if you want.
0: <laughs> <laughs> good well, I've got more questions for you that I want to know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so okay, um let's talk about so if someone has a session with a b and E practitioner, what happens, and who is someone that would be you know great a great fit for a b and e session?
1: Okay, so um, anybody really, someone who wants to look into either you have a physical symptom that you know you want to understand the emotional root cause, uh, or you might have something that's happening in your life, a pattern that's repeating itself saying relationships, or you name it, or something that's simply overwhelming you. So uh, it would be coming to the session with that in mind, and we would really make sure it's a specific get you to describe a specific problem because many people Mm -hmm. come to the session and they have what we call the interpretation of the problem yeah Yeah. (laughs) and speaking on another level so it's to get you to speak on that really objective level uh and so one of the things we say is that in a session i don't want you to speak because i want to be able to hear you which means that we're going to be really centering you back into the objective so if you come to me and say I have a bad relationship with my mom. I'll be like, what is bad? Because, you know, bad means bad for you and it means bad for me. So it will be taking you out of that interpretation and then you will be able to see things more clearly. And then we will be going back to different moments of your life and then using different techniques to understand what the emotional root cause is. And then we will bring that back into your family and understand how that, you know, where it comes from and, just give you some new tools to see things differently in a nutshell. Mm. And basically b and is for everybody. The only thing I would say is for people who really understand that they are the ones that need to change, not expecting us to give you the magic potion or uh, expecting somebody else in your family to change for you or doing it for somebody else, for example. Yeah, yeah. No, you do it for yourself, you know. Yeah
0: yeah you have to take ownership. Yes. And so yeah, that this is in a lot of ways similar to theta healing, where theta healing, though is looking at the subconscious, and you and I have had discussions about <laughs> what how the subconscious and the unconscious are different, and this is something that is still completely up in the air um, mm. in terms of the research. But basically, the process in theta healing is very similar, except you're in a theta state. So that's just type of brainwave um, as the practitioner and you are getting to the root, whatever the issue is that's presented. So someone comes with a problem or it could be it could also be a physical thing um, and you are guiding them through objective questions, but also being guided by your own intuition as the practitioner on what to ask, which you probably use in B and E as well to some extent, um, knowing like what the next question is to ask, to get the person back to the root cause, the underlying, the real underlying root cause behind whatever the issue is. And same thing, it's usually back in childhood because that's when the subconscious is formed. And with that awareness, there will be that shift in perception. But same thing as you, it has to be, you you have to take the responsibility
1: for your own life changing. Mm. Yes. And it sounds like there's a lot of similarities, actually, because you're saying about being in that brainwave is also you being in that innocent mind place Mm, innocent as in you just find it at the beginning right absolutely (laughs) mind. so you're able to see things in a different way so yeah yes Uh,
0: and that's what allows you to tap in or feel more connected with your intuition mm, because you're out of the mind
1: yes which also brings it back to actually I really believe that we can we'll get to a place in time that we will be able to do that by ourselves
0: Mm, yeah oh i I think so as well. I hope so. i I really hope so. I, I think, but I think that's definitely what's happening. This is what this whole you know conscious movement and the Aquarian age is really mm. kickstarting. and it's been something that you know people there's been a lot of work behind this for a long time. Mm. But how interesting that you know the a lot of these ancient practices are now being confirmed. So it takes a long time to change, but we're definitely, I think a a really exciting. Time, because we can actually see the changes happening.
1: Yes, and you said it really well. Um, those things that we're discovering—they're not. They thousands of years ago, people knew about them. A Buddha was one of the first ones, right? That started yeah. observing his body and seeing how everything broke down. And you know, this is not new.
0: Incredible, uh-huh. and it's just like turning inwards instead of outwards, which is what I loved that you mentioned in your own story. Mm-hmm. The, okay, so. <laughs> If people want to book in a session with you or study B&E, yes. what, where can they go? What should they do?
1: Okay, so to uh, book a session with me, you can go to my website, which is Um uh, Maybe we can put something...
0: I'll include it in the show notes. Okay, yeah. so for <laughs> not
1: to spell my name. <laughs> and then uh, I'm also on Facebook and Instagram, I've just started, so bear with me. <laughs> but it's uh, at Danny Reeve, uh, same. Um, and yes, in order to learn BE, at the moment it's only offered in Spanish, but that is going to change. So, same, there are discussions of this happening. Um, and so stay, stay tuned, and maybe if you need more information, feel free to contact me and I can explain. There's also, you can also go, if you speak Spanish, to the official webpage of the Enrique Corbea Institute, it's called. Mm -hmm. And I believe that they are actually going to give conferences in Los Angeles and Miami, so on November 1st in Los Angeles and Miami on November 8th. So he will be giving a conference there. I think at the moment it's going to be in Spanish. I'm unclear. I have to get the information. I haven't heard yet back to see if they have translators there. But I mean, if you are interested, same. Just uh, drop me a line, and I can um, find out for you. And you can also contact the institute. Okay. Yeah.
0: And to, just tell me quickly because we spoke about this before. But studying B
1: and E, can you just
0: explain a little bit more about what's involved?
1: Yes, for sure. So there are different stages. I did the postgraduate course which is also Mm -hmm. backed up by university. Uh, And that is a really complete course, which is not available at the moment in English. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, I can't go into all the details of what it is, but it just takes you through the whole process. Um, And we have to do also research paper. So it's very in-depth. In-depth, yeah. Um, And then there is, I think the course that they're wanting to launch into English would be the introduction to Bioneuromotion, which would give you the, the... foundations, the principles, and also, you know, help you look into the transgenerational uh, theories, all the core principle theories of emotions and the science behind that.
0: So amazing in a That's fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> i was saying to to danny that i think i'd love to uh do that course so i'm excited for it to come out when it does
1: yes you would be a great fit <laughs> <laughs> thank you and also using so using theta healing with it would be great for you as well
0: i know yeah yes exactly <laughs> exactly um so okay we're gonna shift i'm gonna shift direction yeah um in a moment but before we move on i just wanted is there anything else that you felt that you wanted to raise about b and
1: um, No, not at the moment. Only that it's a beautiful method and I'm so passionate about it. That's the only Absolutely. thing I
0: would say. <laughs> actually, actually, I've been reminded of something I wanted to say because I've done a session with you and so, and obviously I'm not going to go into what happened, but what I want to say is that so I went about a cold and from, that converse, from our session I was able to understand so many things about myself and why I was why I had the cold but also deeper than that why I was having you know these sort of patterns coming up in my life and where that was coming from in just one session and just about a simple cold and so that was really incredible for me which is why I was like really blown away um by BNE, and I really wanted to have you on. Well, also I wanted to have you on because we always have incredible conversations, and I already know there's a lot of overlap. But I just think that's important for me to mention there that you know, just a simple cold, and the information that came out of that session was really profound.
1: Thank you, I appreciate that. The BNE appreciates you, your yeah,
0: <laughs> 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 definitely. Which
1: just brings me on one last thing that I could say is that it's not a therapy in the sense that. There's no follow up. The maximum that we would see somebody on one issue would be three, three times, and that would be spaced in a month, like a month between. But usually, okay. it's just one session.
0: Yeah, That's, yeah. So yeah. this is this is the same as like theta and R T T and all of those. Exactly. It's it's just so great that we've got all of these because I think for people, it's just really important to go with something that you believe in. And what I love about B N E is that it's just got so much of like you, you're covering all the different streams with science, but then also the metaphysical. And I just think that's super cool.
1: Mm,
0: it is. <laughs> it really is. Okay, so I would love to pick your brain because I'm sure you'll be really helpful for for our listeners to hear this. But you are also a member of my online program, Embrace Your Feminine Essence.
1: Yes, I'm one of the lucky members.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, which is really, really cool. So because I had you on, I thought it would be awesome to i just ask you a couple of questions. So if anyone has been listening to my podcast and has been curious to know more, they can hear from someone who's done the course themselves um, your perspective. So I'd love to know, you know, what did you enjoy most about the course? And particularly as a feminine
1: strength woman? Yes. Okay, that's great you say that. Mm I mean, I love the course. It was brilliant. I really like, especially because... Letitia, I know you. Uh, and I also know that you walk your talk. You know, it was a really you're somebody when I met you, I was like, "Oh my gosh, she's such a feminine person and really in her feminine. And mm. you were the kind of person I wanted to learn from on that in that sense. Um, so Thank much. You. And you really, really created a beautiful space where you feel really nurtured, and there's so much information in the course. it's packed with information. I mean, I still go through it again, and I still learn new things as I go. So the content is amazing. And also because, firstly, I learned in your course that I'm a feminine strength person, which was completely mind-blowing to me because <laughs> I, just, I thought of myself always as much more in my masculine because my feminine mm. is something that I'd really suppressed, you know. Mm, and yep. going back into, you know, what we were talking about before – there's a reason for that because in in my family being female is kind of seen as dangerous so Mm -hmm. you know that that all ties into that so for me it was just very empowering to be in your course and learn that and then learn all the tools especially about my cycle I thought that that was so amazing because Mm. it was really learning to embrace your feminine and love it and feel proud mm. about it and I feel that's how I work walked away feeling so empowered for that reason. Mm.
0: oh I love that and I love that you mentioned actually about that even though you're feminine strength per uh, female, you didn't you'd suppress that and I think that that's this is this is why whether you're a masculine strength or a feminine strength person, it's relevant. I was, I am a feminine strength person. I know that, but I too suppressed my feminine uh, energy through most of my adult life, at least because, well, it doesn't even matter why it could be, it could go back for, it does go back for generations, I'm sure. But just even in the, in my environment in work, you know, to be able in a culture that's so focused on action and doing it's you had to become that you had to become a a masculine focused person. But the point is, is that we need both of these and they both support each other and they're interdependent. And so if you're too much in your masculine, that's where you lead to things like overwhelm and burnout. But if you're too much in your feminine, just nothing ever gets done.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Yes. And that's so good how you, you were able to balance that out. And even in the tips you gave uh, that I apply Today in my yeah. business, for example, you know, tips of how how to combine those, even when you make a, a to-do list, which is very mm. masculine, and then <laughs> use it in an energy way, which is doing what you feel like. On that list for example that was a great tool yes. for me yeah oh
0: good good yeah. yes yeah did you because that's so one of the things we talk about in the course uh, for anyone listening is there's, you know there's a lot of integration spoken about in you know your personal life but also for your business because I am a business owner and a lot of the people that I work with and who are in the embrace your feminine essence community are also um, entrepreneurs or business owners we've also got a lot of people who are you know a bit of both in the corporate world or have another job and also um a a business owner so it's we focus on okay how can we use this in work how can we use both our masculine and feminine energy in a balanced way how can we use it in our business how can we use it in our personal life how can we use it for like creative projects or relationships because that practical information is you know you can understand the theory but to have practical examples, I feel is really important. Is is that what you found as well? Yes, I did.
1: Yes, and it's really, really yes, because it enabled me to apply it to my daily life. Because mm. there's one thing is understanding something, and another thing is putting it into practice. And I think your course really helped put it into practice. And also having that community where you can yes. talk with, you know, and go through this all together. And I feel it's so amazing because when you are part of a community like that, you do go through things all together and things happen yeah. on another level.
0: Absolutely. And I yeah. thought that was really really important for particularly this subject matter because most of the things we cover in feminine energy, which is the you know a good focus of the course is on that, we also talk about masculine energy the whole time because they're relative. So you can't talk about one without talking about the other. But feminine energy is subjective, which means that my experience of something might be different to you and it will be different to someone. So when we have the community and the coaching calls as well, it's really important, you know, one for our accountability to be talking about it and then that helps us do it in our life, but also to get someone else's perspective about, you know, what they've learned about, you know, how intuition shows up for them or how creativity works best for them or how their menstrual cycle works, you know.
1: Yes. Yes, it's all about these different perspectives and getting them all together. No, yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay, so thank you so much for mentioning about the community because that that is really important. We all learn from each other for sure. Um, was there anything else that you wanted to mention that you you know think would be useful for someone listening who's maybe thinking about okay, you know, they aren't sure whether it's the right f- course for them?
1: Oh my god, I would any I would recommend this course with my I don't know how to say it in English but you know I would put my hand on the fire for it because it's, it's, just, it's if you are really in a place where you're just looking for some balance in your life and I think that's the course for you for sure and also a lot of the I mean I know men can attend the course as well but I'm mm-hmm. talking from a feminine or female uh, perspective I think we a lot of us struggle with you know, embracing that feminine side of of ours. And I think men also do struggle with that, embracing their feminine. And I feel your course is such an important course in this moment in time because there is a rise of the feminine and that's what's making the world change in so many great ways. So, you know, join that course to be part of that change, I would (laughs) say.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. And actually you mentioned a really good point about men, I um it being really important for men as well to embrace their feminine essence and energy. They I think this makes it even more important for women to understand feminine energy because you know we have a stro- we have a stronger affinity to a lot of these concepts. So we are able to then help the people in our life and the the guys in our life as well our and our children, you know, who whoever however they show up. With these concepts too, so you're right. It, it's not about gender. It's something we all have, um, but I think that probably it will be women who have to lead that um, that shift yes. in, like, from a sort of bro- the broader sense of it all. Yes, and from an empowered sense. And from an empowered sense, yes. yes. And so, and I love because you spoke about this being empowering, having this information, and I think you know. The more we know about ourselves, as we've just learnt through this whole discussion that we've had about B and E, the more we consciously are aware of, then the more that the better we, the better off we are because of that, because we can then change our reality. So if you're feeling things like really stressed in whatever you're doing, or you're not getting things done, if your reality isn't showing up in the way that you want it to understanding how that your two sources of power within you work I think is really fundamental to being able to change that yes in your life
1: totally yes
0: okay (laughs) great well it was so beautiful having you a part of the course and from the very first intake
1: (laughs) (laughs) I enjoyed it so much as well it was a real gift for me yeah oh
0: good (laughs) good Okay, so because usually I've got two more questions for you and then we will that that will be it. Now we're going to change course. Okay. <laughs> again, because usually the the focus of the podcast as you will have known from listening to it previously in the past has always been about purpose. And a, and a, and I love these conversations because knowing someone else's journey is really helpful for people to, you know, well, it's expansive for people because it's inspiring. Um, but it also shows us, you know, how people find that sense of purpose in their life. Mm. So I'd love to know from your own journey, you know, what purpose means to you and how you've sort of uncovered how you, what you feel was most significant in uncovering purpose in your life?
1: Okay. Hmm. I would say purpose. I understand is joy. Mm. It's a way of expressing joy, purpose. Um, Beautiful. And it's I would say the way I was able to find my own purpose or I'd say my purposes because I believe that you have many different purposes in life is by really understanding how to look within and stop looking without for answers mm. and you know something that also helped me find one of my purposes which is bne and which is all this journey is facing my shadow and i feel that's a big part of it understanding as we said that those things that you feel happen to you that are quote unquote i don't know if a better word horrible or whatever are actually gold mines and they're there Mm -hmm. and underneath all that there's a gold mine for you to discover and I really believe that our, one of our purposes on this journey that we call life is to uncover those treasures, bring them to the light and share them with the rest of the world. Oh, I love that. That's so,
0: so beautiful. So beautiful. And I couldn't agree more. Uh, so what would be your advice for someone listening who wants to get started figuring out, you know, or f- finding more purpose in their life?
1: Yeah, I would say look within, listen to your heart, and have faith. Uh,
0: now, I'm sorry, but I remembered one other question <laughs> to ask you. <laughs> Which By the way. I know that you love women's circles, and also you're a member of flow and so, and I know that flow and like intuition has played a big um, part in your life and the way that you run it. I just love to know like, well, with women's circles, why have you found those to be such a great experience for you? And also how intuition and flow following your flow and following your intuition, you know, how that helps you be connected to yourself.
1: Mm. Wow, the Women's Circle, I feel, is a fundamental part of my life today. Mm -hmm. I was lucky enough to be introduced to one when I got to London. Um, Her name is Tanmaya George. She's a wonderful lady and also uses a lot of metaphysics. Um, And I just feel it's such an amazing space where we really connect with other women in a very supportive way. Mm -hmm. And I feel it's something a lot of us have to relearn because we have been not supporting each other for because you know women have gone through what they've gone through and generation after generation and so we've created a sense of distance and maybe competition and all these things have arise where really we need to relearn if we don't know already how to work together and mm. how to accept each other and support each other i think it's so important and i feel those circles really offer that space for you to be able to reconnect with that so that's really what I would say about uh, women's mm. circles and and the second part of your question
0: intuition and flow oh, how has yeah. that helped you on looking inwards rather than outwards
1: yes oh my god intuition is such a big part of my life uh it's something I <laughs> feel it's something we all have anyway. Uh, I feel it's something that I've always kind of tapped into instinctively, and I think all of us do. Finding out about Jess Lively's course really helped me even further, and writing to my intuition, I feel that's so mm. important. When I have something that's overwhelming me, really like looking within and writing to my intuition will help me find solutions from a different place. Um, mm. What I find a lot of the time is that your intuition just comes out with the most unexpected answers and unexpected, yeah, solution. Wisdom. And wisdom. (laughs) It is greater than, you know, this is greater than than us. You know, there's something, some form of intelligence coming there, coming uh, from. Through. Through, exactly. And following that is just amazing. And sometimes it's scary because it's so irrational. And you're like, what? Mm. You want me to do that? But, you know, I came to London because my intuition told me to. And I was mm. so scared. I was like, what the heck? And it's the best thing I've ever done in my life. So I would say without a diet, listen to intuition. Listen to mm. your heart over your mind anytime.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it takes a while for our rational mind to get on board with why the intuition has told us to go a certain way. So Yeah, it's trying to make sense of it all,
1: isn't
0: it? <laughs> it is. It's trying to make sense of it all, but the intuition's like coming from somewhere else. So it's, you know, it, it it's drawing from so many other sources and has this almost top-down view of what's going on in your life. And it calls you just to trust, doesn't it? To it- really trust in it. It does, and trust is a big part of this journey. You've yes. got to trust. Yep, absolutely. And, yeah, and that's one of – I actually – I I love uh, module three of Embrace Your Feminine Essence, which is all on trust, because I think personally in, in my life, like I also love all, all of the cycle stuff. I'm, I love that stuff. But trust for me has been such – big, big lesson in my life that I'm constantly relearning and diving into deeper and all the different ways that we can look at trust. And I think that, um, that was probably true for most people, uh, because of this like preconditioning with fear and, you know, the way that our minds work. So yeah, it's a, it's
1: a big, big lifelong lesson. Yes, it is. And trust is love, isn't it? yeah and that's a very feminine virtue I'm not saying it's feminine in the sense that we all have feminine and masculine in us yeah. right yeah <laughs> I'm not saying yeah. it's a female virtue I'm saying it's a feminine virtue exactly <laughs> I know good disclaimer yeah. good disclaimer
0: <laughs> oh amazing now is there any other parting message you want to share or have we covered everything it's been so wonderful
1: to speak to you I've had such fun. It's been such a wonderful conversation and I just wanted to say thank you for allowing me to be here and have that conversation with you. I really appreciate it.
0: Oh, well, thank you so much for coming on because this has been so much fun and this is packed with information, helpful information. And, you know, that is really going to help people, I believe, in showing up for their purpose and also, you know, becoming more empowered people which is amazing and conscious (laughs) that's so great there it is my beautiful friend i hope you enjoyed that episode with danny reeve Thank you, Danny, so much for coming on and sharing your beautiful wisdom with all of us. There were so many takeaways in this episode. I absolutely adored listening back to it. And it just allowed me to cement so many different things that were swirling around in my own mind. And I've had so much fun just pondering on all of these topics since we recorded this. And I hope that you listening will also find the same. So I just want to say here that really the, the main message I'd love for you to take away from this or the main message that I think is super important to take away is that one that is empowering, that we are able to change our reality simply through changing our perception. And so doing things like this where we get to learn more about how our brains work, how our bodies work, how the mind work is a way to empower us. Education is always empowerment. And then we've got to take it that next further step and actually implement what we're learning. So if you are someone that's suffering with any sort of, you know, pattern coming up in your life and you're thinking, oh my gosh, no matter what I do, I just can't seem to stop this, then taking some action to get help and to potentially you know see a B&E practitioner or see a theta healer or go and do RTT or some form of hypnosis or try some other modality that will help you to uncover and make conscious and to become aware of what it is that is stopping you from doing what you desire. This is a form of empowerment when we take action. So, I also want to use this moment to let you know of a beautiful offer that Danny has extended for all of you listening to the podcast. If you would like to take Danny up on her offer to have a B&E consultation with her, she is offering to anyone who listens to this podcast and books an appointment with her during the month of November to give you 15 one five percent off her usual standard rate. All you need to do is contact Danny and use the description BNE Forward slash Letitia Ringe, and she will give you 15% off her usual standard rate. Now, I also want to let you know that there are two conferences coming up. They're both held in Spanish, but they will be in America, one in LA on the 1st of November, and one in Miami on the 8th of November, if you are interested in studying BE. So I will share those in the show notes for this episode, which you will be able to find at letitiaringe.com forward slash Danny Reeve. D-A-N-N-I-E-R-E-E-V-E. And you can check out Danny's website at DannyReeve.com and you can follow Danny on Instagram at The Art of Living Consciously. So thank you so much to Danny for offering that to all of our listeners. That's so wonderful. And if anyone does book in a session with Danny, please let me know because I would love to hear how it goes and You know, obviously you don't need to tell me the details, but I just love to know who's done it. I found it, as I mentioned in the podcast, to be so incredibly helpful. And whenever I notice other, you know, unconscious blocks coming through, you know, that something is blocking me and I don't know why. I will definitely be using Danny's services again, or I will be, you know, going to a theta healing session myself or doing some form of RTD or taking some form of action to help me make the unconscious conscious so that I can change my reality. Anyway, I don't want to say too much because this episode has already gone on for so long. It's been so wonderful. You're going to have so much to think about. I wanted to remind you that if you are interested in diving deeper into this area of purpose so that you are one, living in alignment with your purpose and two, showing up for that purpose, because I find that that's one of the biggest things that happens for people. We start to recognize where our purpose might lie, what is calling us, and then we don't actually take any action to do it. It could be because of fear, it could be because it's asking us to do something different and this is where people need a ton of help. So I am working on a project as I mentioned at the beginning of this episode that is going to be really really helpful for you and my community to overcoming that. As you know purpose is basically the focus of my work I work with many clients on this area I've had my own personal experience and journey and it is something that I am just on a mission to help as many people as possible live in alignment with their purpose because I believe that that is really how we find fulfillment and that purpose comes in so many different forms. It doesn't just need to be through our jobs, but I do believe it is our work here in the world to do. And when we live in alignment with our purpose, we give back to our communities and to this world, which allows us all as a community to evolve So if you want to find out more, you want to know more, the best place to hear more is to be signed up for my newsletter at ringe.com forward slash community. This is also where I share all the details of my latest content and tools and resources for you. So if you like my work and you enjoy following me, it's a good one to be signed up for. I don't send you anything that Doesn't have a specific intention or purpose behind it, and it's a great way to stay connected. So please join me there. And if you are someone who is also super interested in diving into your feminine energy, some more, just like uh, Danny and I were talking about in this episode. I invite you to please check out Embrace Your Feminine Essence. As soon as you enroll, you have access to all of the course materials. And as I mentioned, I will be holding three live group coaching calls where I'll be sharing some more on some further topics related to Embracing Your Feminine Essence during the month of November and December this year. And I'm so excited to be doing that. This is a wonderful opportunity. So if you are thinking of joining, it's a great time to join now. And I would love to see you there. Just head to LeticiaRinge.com forward slash E-Y-F-E. Okay, I'm going to leave it there, my beautiful friends. I hope that you had a wonderful day and you enjoyed taking this space for yourself. And I'm so excited to see you in our next episode. Until then, I hope you have a beautiful week. Thank you so much for listening to the Create a Life That Is Beautiful podcast. If you feel called, I would love it if you could please take a minute to rate and review this podcast on iTunes. This helps other people like you find it. And I also invite you to take a moment to share this episode with a friend you know needs to hear it.